This is Michelle, your Chief Hope Builder. If you're here, it's because you have a loved one in addiction and you want to find hope. Well, you're in the right place. We will help you go from havoc to hope. Follow along with us for 30 days in the book, Unhackable Moms of Addicted Loved Ones. This is a series. Each episode will include an interview with one of the moms who helped write the book. You'll hear parts of their stories and how they found peace and calm in their lives. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. The link to buy the book and to join our tribe are in the show notes. Let's get started. Thanks for joining. I'm slow is good. Hi, it's Michelle with Lucretia again today. We are on day five, count your cost. And the quote, lost time is never found again, Benjamin Franklin. So we're talking about in this chapter, this day, how, what, what our child's addiction has cost us in our life. What have we given up, you know? Um, and do you remember this chapter, Lucretia? I do. I had to go back and review it you know um because as we were going through the book and and you know talking about each day it's I mean I can't remember 30 days I can't remember you know what what I wrote so I had to go back and uh and look at it and it was a very good exercise um and it it was very helpful uh, because if I remember correctly you were wanting us to write this letter um well it was two letters mm-hmm. uh, you know yeah. to um thanking was it thanking myself is that what it was so I mean, okay so this is the premise so like on day two we chose our boon mm-hmm. and it's looking at our boon as if um as if you are getting a letter. So it's like, okay, if my boon is to coach, you know, 10 moms this, Mm -hmm. this year, your, this fictitious letter would be from one of those moms. And one of those moms would say something like, if it wasn't for you, I couldn't have done this, this or that. And it's kind of being able to see into the future Mm -hmm. of if, if I can overcome all this crap in my life, all this chaos and, and be who God intended me to be, what would I be doing? What is that boon? And for me, you know, it was to empower a million moms. Well, I didn't have that boon when I first started, when I first started, Mm -hmm. it was in my muffled closet doing a podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't see the whole picture, but then once I got my first testimonial from a mom, who said, you know, oh my gosh, I thought it was alone until I found your group and here's how I'm healing. I sat there and cried. And that empowered you. It did. Yeah. And so what, what we're doing here is we're writing that fictitious letter now is mm-hmm. if you're getting a letter from a mom or you're getting a letter from your child. Mm-hmm. So one of the moms and moms I didn't go today said, her son said, mom, I wish you would have said no sooner and I would have gotten into recovery. Mm -hmm. Wow. So if you had a letter from your child, even like, let's say they're in active addiction right now, right? 
what if you got this letter from your child that says, mom, thank you for never giving up on me. You never did. And now I'm six months sober. And I'm, I'm so thankful that you said no. I'm so thankful mm -hmm. that you let me learn on my own and fall on my face so that I could be where I am today. Like, what would your letter look like? So, mm -hmm. um, and I got that letter. I got several letters from Joshua. So tell me, tell us about those. Well, I still have them. I kept them. And um, we got pretty good writing letters back and forth, you know because um, he was in, in prison, um, you know, during COVID. And if they wanted to lock down the email system, they did. If they wanted to lock down no video calls, they did, you know, so we could, we could do the letter writing. Um, so we did a lot of that. And um, I could see how his, the progression of his of his intellect, of his mind, and how he was writing as to how he was healing. Mm. I know that sounds a little weird, but as a yeah. mama, you know your child, you know, and I remember even showing some of the letters to Jeff and saying, wow, he's using some really big words. <laughs> but, but yeah, you actually saw his transformation yeah. through his writing. Right. I did. I did. And that is, um, that's amazing. And it's so comforting. You know, it was very comforting to me. Uh, and he, I remember he continued to tell me, I'm okay, mom. I'm all right. Don't worry about me here. You know, but he, he says this for this time, I mean, I could hear myself in what he was saying back to me, you know, because I've always tried to have a positive spin on it, you know, okay. Let's talk about what can you do this week? You know, let's just set some goals for this week because he was working out a lot and, you know, all of that. So it was a little bit different because it was prison goals, you know? Yeah, um, but goals are goals, no matter where they are, right? Right. And right. You, could, you could react to that in a positive way and commend right. him on right. those goals and accomplishments mm -hmm. um, and notice them through the writing. But yeah. Yeah. But actually sitting down and writing a fictitious letter to yourself mm -hmm. is empowering to you. And, and it, it's kind of like, if we can see this happening in the future, mm -hmm. we, can, we can feel it come true. Like it's created already in our minds. So then mm -hmm. when it does come true and we do see the fruits of our labor, whoa, it's really, yeah. it's kind of like knowing that God is there, right? And right. we know it already, but it's almost this confirmation. Um, it is, it is confirmation. And I think Jack Canfield, um, uh, he wrote Laws of Attraction. And, um, you know, he talks about putting it out there, you know, and it's out there in the world and what you put out there and it's in what you think on and what you focus on, you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna come around and, um, and yeah, I believe yes. that. I mean, we, we've had to do that, you know. Uh, so when I went back over and read this letter that I wrote <laughs> to myself, it was a little different, you know, but it is empowering. Um, and I will tell you, I have a friend that um, I have been coaching and she has said a lot of these same things to me. She has not written me a letter, but we meet 
uh, almost weekly and encourage each other. And um, she says on this journey, she, she does have an addicted loved, loved one, her son. Uh, she has told me that I have helped her so much because she has seen uh, my journey. Mm-hmm. It's hope. Seen, it, it is. And it's very hopeful for her because she has seen the decisions that I've made and the boundaries that I've made. And she knows my son. Right. And I know her son. So we have, you know, helped each other, I think, but she has told me some of these things and it is very empowering and she knows my boon. She knows what I'd like to do and she encourages me as well. So, um, so it is very encouraging. We need those. So I think a lot of our moms need that. And if this exercise will help them on day five, then I encourage them to do that. So in, in this day, you've written a couple different letters. Is there one that you'd like to read from, from your son as if it was an imaginary letter or uh, from a mom? Which one would you like to read? Um, I'm thinking maybe from, from Joshua. Um, let me go back and on page 61. Um, let me see if I have that one. I had to have Rachel, my daughter-in-law, send me copies of that day because um, oh, I left well, it with them. So uh, I can, let's see. Yeah, I've got it. It's just a short one, right? It's yeah. It's a short one. Okay. okay. Yeah. It says, dear mom, thank you for working on your recovery instead of trying to fix me. During my active addiction, I was angry because you wouldn't give me what I wanted. I thought you didn't love me, but I was wrong. You loved me enough to believe in me and empower me to take control of my life. You loved me enough to let go of your, what is that word? Shame. Of, of your shame and guilt and the chaos I was causing. You showed me my life mattered to you but you couldn't fix me. You gave me hope. There was a, what, what is that last word? There was a better life. Uh, there was a better life available if I chose it. So um, he, he was letting me know that I let go, that I knew that I couldn't fix him. And I think there is a certain timeline when that happens between a mother and son or daughter yeah, or daughter. Yes. Um, when, when, you know, the light bulb has come on and you know, I can't fix this. And then you have to voice that or show that to them. It's just such a realization. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an aha moment. It's a, Oh, okay. Now what am I going to do? Right. Yeah. And, and for the purpose of this exercise, moms, just again, to clarify, your child doesn't have to write you this letter. It's your imaginary letter. It's like what you want to hear your child say to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even though this was a fictitious letter on Lucretia's part, I'm sure Joshua at some part in his recovery actually did write her, um, Mm -hmm certain thing, similar words. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we've talked about it. Yeah. 
after, after the fact, you know, so. Um, it's a great day. And, and our prayer is that it happens to you that the fictitious letter that you're writing will come, will come true. Mm -hmm. um, and and if, if that's already true, if your child's already in recovery, then focus on what are you going to do to help others um, using your spiritual gifts, your gifts from God to build up the kingdom, maybe to help somebody who is hurting from this, um, from addiction or from the epidemic. And it could be in all different places. Um, some moms help out in jails and prisons and, and some moms just want to be in the back seat um, on, on the finances on a board of directors for something mm -hmm. like, you know, it doesn't have to be the same for every single one. So when you write your letter, what is it that you, what, what is it that will help you feel rewarded by doing what you're doing? Um, do you, do you have the other letter too, Lucretia? Mm-hmm. Do you want to read that one as an example? Yeah. Um, this is my letter that. Um, from, see, an, think, from an imaginary mom. Right. That you have helped. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dear Lucretia, Lucretia Renee, I'm going by both. <laughs> uh, thank you for guiding me on this difficult journey. When my son went to prison, I couldn't sleep and thought I'd have a stroke because my blood pressure was so high. I thought I was going to die that day. You helped me understand the jail and prison process, so I had realistic expectations. You shared the terms and the politics, so I understood what my son was going through. You calmed my fears, taught me how to take care of my health, and coached me to overcome my worry. Because of your help, I eat healthier and have been able to lose 20 pounds bringing my blood pressure down. Now I'm off my hypertension meds. My son is in jail and not using. So I've been able to build a better relationship with him too. I appreciate you serving in this ministry. A thankful mom. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. And that's yeah. so within her reach. She's doing so much of that already with, with her friends, but she will be doing more of that um, as an unhackable certified coach too. Yeah. So yeah. If, if, and there's so many moms that just, I mean, they're just so overcome by um, the process, you know, and the, and what they don't know about their child being either in jail, county jail or whatever in the process and going to prison and what all of that entails, you know, yeah. and when you don't know something, your brain just goes Everything. Well, you think the worst. I mean, Fear. Yeah. I, I, when my son was in jail, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get him out of there. This is where my, the first time he was in jail, this was mm -hmm. where my head was at. He's not like all those other people there. Yeah. And I thought jail, like that he was going to get beat up, mm -hmm. raped. Mm -hmm. I like, um, I, I just, I just thought that it was going to be horrific. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it wasn't horrific. I think the, the third time he was in jail, he was put in isolation and that was traumatic for yeah, him. Yeah, that's scary. But there's something called jail therapy. He doesn't ever want to go back. No, there. no. Ever, ever, ever. So, no. so some of that exposure is good for them to mm -hmm. see 
Um, and it's okay that we don't know everything. No. You know, I don't want to know everything no. that he was exposed to and the the fights that he had because to have and just to prove himself, you know. Uh, what could we do about it? Nothing. Yeah, he says, Mom, you don't want to know all of that. And I don't want you to know that. Look at him protecting you. What yeah. a, He's such a good guy. Yeah, but you know what I did, Michelle? Sometimes when um, when we're in that situation, we just don't know what all's going on um and that fear wants to overtake us uh and we're paralyzed um we just have to get on our knees and we just have to pray and maybe these moms that can write that letter you know from their uh child and then pray that letter back to god you know put some verses in Mm. there that's just my suggestion that's great Um, i didn't in that but i'm thinking now that's one way to be proactive in that because you know we were talking about that attraction law you know and you put that out there so um i want to encourage these moms to um go ahead i mean who's going to see this letter unless you want to share it with someone you know to have them pray as well but write that letter and put in those verses and pray that letter back to God and you know ask for his protection and in his working uh in their lives to where one day you may get that letter or that talk you know it it can happen there there is hope there yeah thank you what a great suggestion and just for the record too because I forget what we shared Lucretia but Lucretia has um seven children and Joshua is her youngest he was in active addiction. How long would you say? Probably 15 years. And then how long was he in uh, prison? Two. And how long is he in recovery now? Almost four. Yeah. I think he's uh, like- I say two years in prison, but um, probably in and out of jails, you know, for another year there, you know? Okay. So moms, this is hope, right? This is hope right here. And um, occasionally Joshua comes into our meetings. We, I have a YouTube interview with him. You can search for that, but um, it can happen. People recover every day. Again, it's what you focus on and we're here to focus on you moms. So stay tuned. Um, On day six, I'm going to be doing that with Brooke, and it's the second part of the book, Flawless Hope Anatomy. So we're going to be looking at hope anatomy, and um, Lucretia will be back with us in a couple more days. So stay tuned, and, and thank you so much for tuning in today. God bless. Okay. Thank you. Bye.